Wayne's World would be proud. <laughs> All right. We are live, apparently. I don't know what's going on, but I do know that the Avs just won their first game in the bubble, defeating the St. Louis Blues 2-1. Bubble? Bubble. 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 I like, w. I like that part of it. Is it, a, is it a W bubble? Double bubble? Double? Double? I don't know. I don't know where I'm going with that. But welcome in to the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, the number one rated sportsbook app out there. We are partying in the DNVR bar on set today as the Avs, look, they waited for 19 minutes, 59 seconds, point nine something, but they got the job done two to one over the St. Louis Blues. They took their time, AJ, but uh, you got to like that. Yeah, you know, it was a slow burn. Uh, <laughs> the It was a dominant first period and then a very sloppy second period. And then the third period, they decided to start scoring goals. Yeah. I, the, the scoring goals part, I like that part. That, that the, was it's, good. It certainly changed the tone and the mood of everybody watching. There were the first period, everyone felt really good. And then yeah. the Blues scored at the end of it. And it was like, okay, predictable. Of course, right. Like, I've seen this period before with the oh, Avalanche. Yeah. And then the second period was just like, oh, boy, here we go. Yeah, they were the league's best second period team this season. So when they when, when they were really uh, they didn't they didn't make their big move, then it felt like, oh, boy, is this going to be is this is this going to be one of those opening day clunkers? Yeah. And there was a lot of there. They got deeper into the third and started to start to get a little nervous and then. The Graves goal changed the whole game. Everybody loosened up on both sides. Chances started just coming fast and furious for both teams. As the whole thing got opened up, physicality picked up. All of a sudden, it was like, hey, this is the, there's something that we care about on the line. It was no longer the, the, the glorified scrimmage the first couple periods. Yeah. Uh, kind of had that That's feel. That's a of. good way to put it. That, especially yeah. the first felt super scrimmagey. Yeah, it, it definitely it, it felt like watching them scrimmage each other in Pepsi Center. Yep. And then when it picked up in the third, you started to feel like, oh, there's something on the line. All right, Evan, you were on natural stat trick all game. Give me the app's oh. best statistical player. <laughs> you dork. Stop. stop <laughs> I was not on it the whole game. I just want to set the record straight. <laughs> um, but their best statistical player actually was Ian Cole. If anyone wants to believe that, in I terms do. of it doesn't surprise me. That third pair really didn't give up a whole lot that entire game, so makes sense. And then up front, it's the guy Nichushkin. What do you expect from every him? time, man? Yeah. Every time he somehow finds a way to be a Corsi monster. He had his classic Nichushkin back, back check in that third period, where you think things are going to get ugly on the back, and then he just chases someone down and plants him into the wall. Yeah, forest. he smokes a guy. <laughs> they get the offside. And- no big deal. Everybody moves on. And yeah. instead of instead of that being a transition opportunity for St. Louis, Nachushkin single-handedly wrecks that. And that's exactly what he brings to the table defensively and why he's been elevated in the lineup. And we saw that lineup. Uh, we we saw the coaching staff tinker with it in training camp, and they, they talked about the advantages and disadvantages of it. They wanted Burkowski in more of an offensive role. They wanted Nachushkin next to Landeskog and Kadri to play more of that shutdown role and one game in it's a success. It looks good. The second line dominant in, yeah. in possession metrics. I mean, they did not give the blues hardly anything. So yeah. Yeah. Second line did exactly what you want. And they're built to play against the blues. So that's the type of line that can play against them. 
I'm still not sold on Burakovsky on the top line just because Same. I would agree. Yeah. yeah. You know, Landy does so much work for that line defensively, but Nate stepped up defensively Nate, tonight and did his job. Had an absolutely excellent defensive play in the first period where he straight up just won a board battle by himself. Uh, and stopped Look, the cycle. McKinnon ended up with only one point on the night, but he was a machine tonight. Like, only the one. Yeah, right. <laughs> How disappointing for him. I but. tell you, only only the one point, but his team wins. Is that more valuable than Connor McDavid's four points and his team loses? Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, depends on if you bet on McDavid or not to win the most points in the playing round. But yeah. <laughs> well, the quality of their interviews is pretty similar. So <laughs> yeah, true. Good. Good point. Good point. Uh, so let's, uh, we've kind of been all over the place. Let's start with the first period here. The dominant, abs, dominant yeah, for man. The abs outshot the blues 16 to four. I mean, yeah, that's not that's a, the goods. That's not a hockey game. That's, that's a, the goods. That's a smashing. And yet they end up losing the period one to nothing. Yeah. And you know, it, the, it, it was a great example of like one of the, one of the things I love the most about hockey is you, you just, you have to capitalize. You can create all the opportunities that you want. You can do all that great work. It's all process, right? But if you don't just beat a goaltender, none of it really matters. Yeah. And that was the difference because David Perron, one perfect shot gets by Philip Grubauer. Did he did he overslide it a little bit? It looked like he might have overslid just a touch. Yeah. Still a perfect shot. Even if he was in perfect position, I don't know that he gets his yeah. glove on that. I mean, you're asking your goalie to get across lateral motion on a penalty kill yeah and and ej was in great position to block it and it too. just made it through him yeah and it was just it was just the perfect shot and i i didn't really have any it sucked because it was you know it's not what you want it's in a period in which you've dominated you don't want you don't want to see the other team capitalize on the first real chance they get especially on such a soft penalty call yeah. you don't ever you don't that ever like me. when teams capitalize on like really soft calls yeah. where you're you're over you're upset that the call happened then they capitalize now you're doubly upset uh it's 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 less bad when uh when they capitalize on a real penalty yeah yeah, yeah. that first period was exactly what the avs want they're down one nothing but they want to play five on five, and yeah. they showed why they want to play five on five because they're just better than everybody else five on yeah. five. yeah well i'm like st louis is a really really good team and you just you could just see they were uh, the one thing there was no checking with the eyes you know after the exhibition game against minnesota bedner it up uh in a week and they were really good early on against st louis they dictated that whole game hits in the game forty to thirty nine in the Avs' favor, so it was no lack of physicality to say the least. It was very physical. It feels like probably twenty from each team came in the last ten minutes. Yeah, of the third. they picked it up quite a bit once the game got. They tied were again. going hard at each other. Yeah. Kale McCarr was taking no nonsense from anybody today. I I miss watching Kale McCarr in a real <laughs> hockey game, dude. That guy, that kid is just special. No points, but some electric moments per usual and. Honestly, I would say McCarr's best moments of the game defensively. 100%. Good, good stick work, good physicality. Yep. I really liked him in his own end. Uh, offensively, a little bit a, a little bit less exciting Felt than we're accustomed for to. Sure. Yeah. But there were, you know, the one rush up the ice. Yep. When he, can, when he, he circles a little net, bit. Yep. And then he goes and he creates, he centers that pass. Look, man, I, I try that one in NHL 20 a lot. <laughs> <laughs> How's that work out for you? I did, well... 
<laughs> it depends on the game. His his best play in the offensive zone came in that last power play where Blues went to clear and he's knocked out of midair. It's a great job. And scored 30 That last power later. play was insane. The, yeah. the Avs, if the Avs played that hair on fire on the power play all the time, I tell you what, man. <laughs> it's hard to it's hard to, to create that sense. Uh, that sure. sense of urgency, of course though, because yeah. you go on the power play with what it was like 115 or something yeah. left in the third period. You're tied at one. You know that you you have an opportunity to get out of here in regulation against arguably your biggest rival and your biggest competition for the top seed in this round robin stage. And you're taking this one personally. These are the defending champs. The road goes through them. It starts with them. And that it, you just can't fake that urgency. It's, and look, the... At the end of the day, the Avs came away with this W against the Yeah, Blues. they did. Realistically, if they drop the next two games, they're probably still not the worst team in the West. Right, because of their tiebreak advantage over the other teams, yep. over Vegas and Dallas, this this immediately puts them in very likely not fourth seed. Exactly. But the one thing about that power play is the exhibition game, and even in training camp, they had Burakovsky there instead yeah. of Kadri. You know, it might have been for the faceoff at the end there, but you wonder if they switch back to Kadri because that's what it was all year. They, uh, they they moved away from Burakovsky on that top line a little bit at the end of the third period. Like we're talking ten minutes left. Yeah, they, I thought he might have been the worst forward on the team. He, he did was not a have a good show. game. Yeah, yeah he didn't play well on in the exhibition game either. So not a good start for him. Yeah, I dinged him hard in the grades. He was one of the lowest graded guys I gave. Fair. And I mean, I don't think any Av is going to get that low of a grade tonight. Probably. You're not giving out any Fs, but. Yeah, I don't think there are any Fs out there, but Burakovsky probably pushed it. And, uh, hard to argue against, given the game that the Avs ended up. I mean, the top line was, was pretty monstrous, top to bottom. They they played a great game. Landeskog struggled to finish, but the number of opportunities they created yeah. was just. It, it was classic three headed monster. And, I know Landy was on the second line, but all of them were vibing. Kadri played an insane game. Yeah. Which I'm we're leading into it. DraftKings king of the game, AJ Evan. It, it's got to be game-winning goal Kadri, right? Yeah, 100%. It's got to be Kadri. I mean, you get you you <laughs> literally win the game. It's a buzzer beater. It's a buzzer beater in hockey, which you almost never get. Yeah. I, I I'm legitimately trying to remember the last buzzer beater the Avs had. It's got to be Briere, right? Yeah. Like that's the last one I remember was Bria. I, I can't remember one before that, to be honest with you. Uh, yeah, Joel Ward had one a couple years ago in the playoffs, which was like 0. .2 seconds left. But, yeah, that That's was... That's not the Avs. Get out of well, here. I, I mean, Houston I don't remember. Arrow. Yeah. Of course AJ would know that. But, no, Kadri, that's why they brought him in. I mean, yeah. score those big goals and... Well, and right in front of the net, too. Right where yeah. they want, yeah. wanted him to, to score because... Last year in the postseason, that's where they had JT Confer and Tyson Jost mm-hmm. on that top unit. And this year, they take Burkowski out. <laughs> what a world to of put Kadri that in. Is. Yeah, uh, on that in that last minute of regulation to be able to have to be able to have the talent on hand to make that change. And look how it works. Mm-hmm. We'll uh, we'll get to that breakdown in a little bit, but first we do have to take our first break here with DraftKings, the number one rated sports book app out there. You can head on over to DraftKings.com slash sports sportsbook, excuse me, with hockey back. Sportsbook. You can bet. All right, look, it's been a good day. Yeah, I got right, it. I've had a couple beers. No, they're saying <laughs> Yeah. Hey, did you, you guys watch this hockey game? All right, if you made it through that hockey game without a beer, props to you. But you should have seen the post-game shots that took place. I'm, I'm, <laughs> dude. 
That shot was amazing. It was really the good. <laughs> the shots at the DNVR bar. Ooh, I don't need. It was rum with something that it tasted like fruit punch. I don't even know. Yeah, that was it. I'm talking about we took a shot in celebration of the Avs win. I don't know. All right, I didn't have a shot for the first goal, Allie. Oh, well, producer, everybody, down, everybody downstairs apparently yeah, had Yeah, my producer shot. is lying goal to shots. me at this point right now. But DraftKings Sportsbook, <laughs> head on over there. Use code DNVR to sign up. And for a limited time, all users wow. get a free $20 bet, which you can win $100 on. Pick any team you want. If they win, you get 5-1 to one odds. It's a great deal. Whatever you want to bet on. Sports are back. Baseball, hockey, basketball. If you want to get out there, if you want to get wild, I know Colorado loves their table tennis. You can bet on that as well. You name it. DraftKings Sportsbook has just about so weird. everything. They have amazing slam dunk odds boost, which sometimes like get ridiculous. Their UFC odds boost is basically free money. They are basically just giving you money on some of these bets. So get in there, take a look, choose your bets, get your money, make oh, the deals that you want to do. Again, <laughs> use code DNVR when you sign up to get a free $20 bet to chance to win a hundred bucks on it. Maybe, excuse me, must be 21 or older, Colorado only. Other terms, conditions, and eligibility restrictions apply. If you have a True. gambling problem, be sure to call 1-800-522-4700 and see DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Second period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast. Second period of this NHL hockey game. It was not pretty. No. This, this is what the St. Louis Blues do, right? They get into a lead. They take you and just smother you to death. And that's yeah. what it felt like in the second period for the Avs. Yeah, it definitely felt like great. Like now they're in the Viper's Nest, right? Yeah, exactly. Like they, there, was, there was about seven minutes to go in the second period, and I started to think this is, this is the vice grip that they, that they want to put on teams. Mm-hmm. And they're not trying all that hard. They'll take an opportunity if you give one to them. They'll forecheck you. They'll try and create uh, a mistake. But otherwise, they're they're just keeping you from getting any kind of speed or anything through the neutral zone. No no speed, no uh, no transition game. Just stop it all up. Don't let clean zone entries and move the puck. Yeah, and then the Avs took a couple penalties, giving them some <laughs> momentum. And I mean, the Landy penalty, it's, he takes those every once in a while. Took a couple tonight, but yeah. Well, and he's taken four penalties in two games I, so far. I have he to needs say, to tone this down. Hold, hold on, I have to say, <laughs> I was expecting it to be a little bit looser ref. To be honest, they're calling it quite tight. The exhibition game, sure, whatever. But in the play in round, in the round robin, so far the refs have been calling a lot of penalties. Yeah, you wonder. I mean, they've got to work back into shape too, right? Fair enough. And and they're calling they're calling a lot of borderline stuff. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. You know, the the last penalty that they called on Colorado in that third period with what seven six, seven minutes left? Yeah. There was a, the yeah, Belmar one. Like that. The Belmar with the Yeah, the Belmar. Like two trip. guys just locked up and Right. Like I could see where live you would say that he tripped him because he got because the skate was in there. When you watch it on replay, it really was more of a coincidental type they, they kind of it was two dudes whose legs just sort of got tangled yeah even the z penalty we we never got a replay of it it seemed like well, he knocked his stick out of yeah, his the hand the z penalty was like he stumbled and brought his stick down across and tarasenko just dropped his stick and they called tripping they called yeah. slashing well, oh it was slashing yeah officially it's a slash uh but 
We saw like Thanks the exact Altitude. same play happen. Yeah, we never saw a replay. Yeah. Or the correct call, apparently. Uh, well, what, what can you do there? But we saw that play happen multiple times where ab sticks would straight up get broken even, and they wouldn't call yeah. anything. The inconsistency there. Zadorov's, yeah. in fact, actually had his snapped in half. He needs it got fun. slashed. And then he took Jost's stick. It was like <laughs> that was an adventure. That was, that was pretty funny because Jost is like, okay, well now I don't have a stick, and we we have the long change. And then Zadorov's using this like Munchkin stick, and you're like, <laughs> he cleared it out with it. <laughs> well, yeah, it was it was the wild, sandwich, but it, it was baby, it was still yeah. a little like you you were like, oh, this is funny to watch because you know like that's not his stick. Yeah. Now the good thing about that second period, the only good thing is they got Gruby into the game because he was able yeah, to see some good. shots. After the four-shot first period. Yeah. Yeah. And I think two of those shots were like dump-ins from center ice, so yeah. he didn't have much to do in the first period. And You know, you got Team Frankie out there, which Frankie's been great, but Gruby did exactly I mean, what he did in the playoffs last year. Yep. Which we're, is, we're headed that direction, so I'm, after a game like that, how do you not give Grubauer the starting job in the playoffs yeah. proper? I, I mean, suppose. he. I would say this... this he he was the de facto one anyway. Right. So you're pretty much asking him to, to be to, that guy to yeah. put on a performance like this. You want this kind of performance. If if there's any letdown from Frankie at all, it's it's he's done. It's Ian, really right? probably the he's, conversation probably ends if Frankie mm-hmm. comes out on Wednesday and has a 35 save shutout and he's spectacular. Then we've moved nowhere. Right. Yeah. It's like. It's Frankie's still one A one B then. Yeah. Frankie still has a turn here. Yeah. Like he's still gonna get his shot. We know that that's coming. Well, uh, do you? We talked. We think he's starting on Wednesday. But do you think after this game they say, okay, Gruby, you get another chance? I I wouldn't. It's, I would I would give it to Frankie. That feels like a misuse of the round robin games that you have. Yeah. I, I mean, I can see where you're coming from in terms of like if you want to build that momentum. Like yeah. he was so good. Let's see if this is gonna be if he's gonna be on one of those hot streaks. So he goes in and he beats Vegas, okay? And he plays great. And then do you just do you just or uh, Dallas? Just never then play you, Frankie at all. Yeah, yeah. Do you do you then just yeah. roll straight into Saturday's game against Vegas and and start Grubauer for a third day? And then obviously he's your guy in the first round. Yeah. Well, I guess the tough part about this the schedule schedule for them so spread out. Yeah. Where it's like, well, Grubauer's gonna every play. Other. They have a. Th- he's gonna play tonight, and then he's right. not gonna play for six days. Right. Yeah. So it's like, just like, yeah, it's, it's messy. But I, I do think Frankie starts. It's just a conversation, you know. Yeah. No, it's I think it's a, having, it's yeah. a fair conversation. Oh wow. All right, Drew. What you got for us, bud? <laughs> the win at the point one seconds left. I've only been watching hockey since November. Is that normal, fellas? Does that happen all the time? <laughs> no. Uh, Drew, why don't you watch? Have you ever witnessed an Avalanche loss in person? I don't believe that I have. No, in fact, not only that, even turning them on, the the times I've had to like flip them on the TV or the radio or whatever it was at the time, I believe that every Avalanche game I've tuned into has been a win. Not all of them comfortable, but all of them wins. Okay, so Drew's coming to the bar for every single game, (laughs) everybody, just so you know. I'll be here. Uh I look, man. Uh, that that was the most exhilarating one, though. Though the last time I was at a live game, the Avs beat the Blues very close at the end there at the Pepsi Center afternoon game. But uh, 
not with 0.1 seconds left. I have never, I did not know that was possible. Yeah. I, they, they were playing, they were showing the uh, records. We don't have an official timeline. This is something I plan to do later tonight is, is count frames and see actually how much time was left. But we can officially say it was Who's less, the nerd now? It was less than 0.1 <laughs> seconds. Yeah. You're looking at the video nerd of DNVR Avalanche right here. I, I'm willing to accept that title, but certainly less than 0.1 seconds were left in that game. So if you're the natural statric <laughs> nerd and you're the video nerd, does that make me the cool guy? No, you're just the hockey nerd as a whole. You're fine. All right. Well, I was about to have a real identity crisis. That was really close. Three hockey nerds in their own facets here. Yeah. That, that's what you're getting. And Drew's a baseball nerd, let's be honest. But. Well, you know, it's funny. One of the times recently that AJ and I were arguing about the excitement of baseball versus the excitement of hockey, I was like, you never get like a five-run come-from-behind victory in hockey in the bottom of the ninth inning, and that was basically what we just witnessed. <laughs> so maybe I was wrong about that. <laughs> just like, Sorry, I, I didn't think that was possible, and no. there it was. So, I don't okay. need to say it. <laughs> I would like to see what the Blues record is. In regulation, leading, leading in the, the third, leading yeah. going into the third period because they didn't even get a point out of that you game. Have to and think I can't it's pretty imagine good. that yeah. happens frequently. Yeah, I don't. I think they were one of the league's better teams at uh, protecting leads. I would think so as well. Um, Just given their play style and and how they how they roll. We're heading into the the third period conversation here, so let's go ahead and bring up the Avs' first goal of the game uh, after a bunch of futility from the Avs. I mean, we're talking all of their top flight forwards. Often missing the net on grade A chances. Yeah. You end up with a absolute mess of a play from Ryan Graves here. And ultimately, I don't even know what to what to call this. It, the best move in NHL hockey is the move that you do on accident. Yeah. That's the way I would put this play. You know, I what I what I liked the most about it um, is is that this really exhibits the the intelligence from Graves because defensively, he's watching the play and he sees, okay, here's my opportunity. The, Jumps up as this the third is not, man in. Yep. This is not the fastest skater in the world, and you see he gets up into the play, and even though even though he whiffs when he gets the puck, he gathers it and then he beats Bennington cleanly. Yeah, I, the amazing thing about a whiffed pass is when you're committed to making that pass and you whiff it, everyone believes you're trying to make that that's pass. Right. So everybody bites, and that's how the play ends up happening. He gets everybody to commit. He whiffs on it. He goes, oh, I whiffed, but the puck's still right here. Better throw it on net. Bennington's moving across body into the net it goes. See, and the, the thing is, what's remarkable is Bennington was arguably the guy who reacted the least. He was, he was, still, argue, yeah. he was still centered in the net enough. But there was enough for Graves to shoot at that it all he had to do was just pick a spot and he hit it and that it it totally changed the game because it went from a super tight checking game where the abs were gripped they were just trying to finish one off and then that was just like a breathe kind yeah, of moment. It, okay, yeah. great. That one is on we're on the board. Yeah. Now let's get back to work. And a ton of chances just started for both teams. There were, a, there were a bunch of chances that they started trading at that point as they got up and down the ice and they started playing more of an abcentric game after exactly. that. that. I think that's the good point is when you're playing open hockey, that's what the abs excel at. Yeah, St. Louis doesn't want to do that, and we saw why. Yep. Because they just, you know, Tarasenko, Schwartz, those are good players, but they they are not the guys uh, that 
some of these cats that Colorado has are. Tarasenko you know, did not look good. He he looked like he hadn't played an NHL game in a long, long time. Mm-hmm. That's Which, an advantage in this round robin. So for him, significantly longer than yeah. Than no, this guys. was not yeah. like four months for him. This was, and I you know I think he played in the Chicago game, but that's you're still talking about a guy that is in his one his real second like actual game months, ten months since yeah. last fall, and that's a lot of rust to try and knock off and. He just wasn't he just wasn't very good and if he's not going to pick up his game like we've talked about him as the X factor for them. Yep. If he's not going to pick up his game, they don't have the big guns to to keep up with not just Colorado, but they don't they don't have the horses for Vegas either. I mean, you you they don't have a ton of goal scorers. O'Reilly's a very solid center, but yeah. he's not someone you expect it's to score by insane amount with them. of goals, right? It has to be Perron, it has to be O'Reilly, it has to be Schwartz, it has to be has to be and, all of them together. And they got the goal out of Perron in this yeah. game, and it wasn't enough. So you, you only score once. Yeah, exactly. it shouldn't. It shouldn't be enough. Right, but definitely a fair point. So uh, hard to argue with that side of things. Oh God, Drew's got questions. Yeah, we had a question yeah, from the crowd, fellas. I was just curious because you know I was thinking about this with the Colorado Rockies out to a six-two start, Nolan Arenado not having hit a home run yet, and then watching this Avs game, it, it seemed very familiar. Of like, they're not playing; they're necessarily best, and they just topped off the defending champions. I know it's just one game, but how much are you feeling that like? Look, this is not even close to the best that the Avs can give, and they were still able to give this kind of performance. How encouraging is that for you? It's honestly, it's very similar to the start of the season where the Avs started eight one and one or whatever it was, and day in and day out, I was like, you know what? They maybe brought their B plus game, and they won, yeah, especially McKinnon. Yeah, but this did not feel like a B plus game from McKinnon. No, he looked That's awesome. A good point. McKinnon, look, he only ended up with one point on the night, but that dude was flying yeah he was all over the place like arguably the guy who had the best scoring chances outside of one landis shot attempt yeah was mckinnon if you had if you had to rank their top five scoring chances before they started scoring goals mckinnon might have had three of them like yeah. the right guys were getting the opportunities for colorado it was they just weren't finishing them and once they once the once the graves goal happened the icebreaker kinda, i think yeah. i think everything it took the lid off Every, everybody kind of just relaxed it, it looked like Kadri scored twice in the last minute. Yeah, it was exactly that type of game, too. From five minutes into the first period, you you totally saw it as like, oh, this is a game where the Avs are going to get frustrated because they can't put a goal in the net. And then they once they got one, everyone was like, all right, we're good hockey players. We can do this. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah. yeah. I think, I mean, I thought the Avs played quite well. Obviously, they do- I think they dominated the first, but the reality is they're the way that this is working out, they're playing the best teams in this conference that they're yeah. going to have to go up against. So St. Louis is going to counter them at some point, and they did in the second period. But the Avs were the better team, in that, in my opinion, in that game, just especially five on five. Yeah. Uh, First and third period, certainly they were the yeah. better team. So I, th- I think that's a good start. And when you look at the score sheet, it's all their top guys have points. So that's what you want to see. Yeah. Well, in the jump between Minnesota and this. Than in their yeah, level of play, very different competition. Like you you go from a team whose season is now on the line. Whenever that series starts, tomorrow. is it tomorrow? Oh okay. wait, no, that's tonight. That's the late later game tonight. tonight yeah. Okay, it's probably starting right now. Um, honestly, yeah. That like the Minnesota's got to gear up. Their their season's on the line now, and Colorado had a game to kind of work themselves into it. And even though this isn't like make or break, 
seating is going to be important. You always want to, you always want the easiest I, path to the cup final, right? Can like, you, I cannot express how glad I am. We don't have to sit here on this panel today and be like, well, it's a seating game. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like we could, we could get, we get to say, look, it was important. It matters. Right. Exactly. If they, you know, wherever they end up, we don't know what the path looks like, but right now, if this was a continue, Colorado ends up as the number one seed. They get Colorado. They get Chicago starting next week in the first round. Are you taking? Are you taking Chicago? Are you serious? Never in a would million you, would you years take that? over like, this it's team. Why yeah. the seed matters? Yep. Because if you get Chicago next week, it's basically like getting the free pass in Monopoly to go around and collect two hundred dollars. The Abs are licking their chops. Yeah, because Chicago that. sucks. Like they're anybody that wants to buy into what happened yesterday can. That's great. They still suck. The Abs don't start Mike Smith. So, and it's like. I'm just, I, I, I came into this thinking wherever they land is fine. But watching how the first game of a lot of the qualifying stuff has gone, we could be, we could be in line again for mass chaos. Yeah. And if that happens, it benefits whoever finishes with the first seed. Both 12 seeds now, won their game. Like. Colorado's now in the driver's seat for the first seed because they have the, the advantage over the other two teams that they play. Yep. 100%. It, they beat the best team in the West. Let's, that's just the reality. They yep. have the advantage in the round robin as yep. far as the Western Conference is concerned. That is a uh, Strava Craft Coffee game-changing performance, if I do say so myself. Can we give that to Grubauer? We can give the Strava Craft Coffee game-changing performance to Grubauer. Look, Kadri 100% was, deserves awesome. the DraftKings king of the game. He scored the game-winning goal. We'll get to that in the third period. But Grubauer kept this a one-goal game through the second period, through the third period, he got beat by one great shot, and that's it. That's yeah. all he did in this game. So it, Came up with big saves in the third, especially. Yeah, it, a couple of big moments where the Avs were pushing and they gave up some odd man rushes, things like that, and, and Grubauer, it wasn't the cleanest saves in the world, but he kept them from going in the net. Yep. So he got the job done. Strava Craft Coffee, of course, you can save 20% when you use code DNVR at checkout. And now, if you subscribe to their service, you can save 20% every single time you buy. You could even Seriously? buy Strava Craft Coffee wow. in the DNVR bar. Yes. A cup of coffee at the DNVR bar. Strava Craft Coffee. Go buy it. Come here. Why aren't Drew, you here? Now Drew's over there. Yeah, we we have a rotating cast today. He's like Jabara. I can't see. <laughs> Either way, the DNVR bar has you covered for StravaCraft, for Breckenridge Brew, you name it. Is we got it all. Over there? Get your StravaCraft today at StravaCraftCoffee.com. And, of course, our new gaming sponsor. I have to tell you, I played a rough round of WGT Golf today. That's because you're bad. I am. But I'm really good. Until I bad. have to putt the golf ball. Let me tell you. If I never have to putt, we are in there. But the putts oh. ruin me. So, yeah, I'm saying. Play me closest to the hole. I'll get top five. You make me play stroke, play, and putt. I'm not going to make the top ten. It's just the reality. But if you want to make the top ten of DNVR's WGT Golf Tournaments, sign up today at dnvrgolf.com and search for DNVR3 to join the DNVR clubhouse and get in. We have tournaments every single week on true to life courses like Beth Blage Black, St. Andrews, Bandon Dunes, many others as well. It's an amazing game loved by more than 20 million people around the world. Can't recommend it enough. Come be part of the DNVR fam. Download WGT Golf today. Third period. 
of the DNVR Avalanche podcast. I can't wait any longer. Let's bring up the third goal. I got to see it. We got to watch it again. There is, uh, this is possible. All right. I don't understand. Kadri, the cross crossed the line there. Clearly there was a one on the screen. All right. When that goal happened across that red line, right at the crossbar there, look at this four, three, two point one. It's in the net zero. So I, I remarked it earlier. This power play has been outstanding. The Eds can't score on it. Time winding down. Nine seconds left. Off the glass it goes. Landeskog is here. Up top it's McCarr. Two to go. One to go. Landeskog. Yav's had it in the zone for a good 45 seconds straight before Kadri. The yeah. rebound comes out. He's Johnny on the spot. Five shots. And this oh, is this McKinnon guy... body slammed him into the board. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like threw him into the boards. Like. You celebrate in my way. And I was like, okay. And this was, we don't have the clip of it, but 10 seconds before that goal goes in, he missed a wide open net from the slot. Yeah. And you, like, you even saw the reaction when you watch it back. He's clearly incredibly mad at himself that he missed. It, when you, when you were, it was live. We couldn't tell if he was celebrating. Yeah, we or thought he, he had scored. Down, right. Or like what had, we had no idea what was taking place with Nazem Kadri specifically. <laughs> And then the redemption here yeah. as he pounds home the rebound. No and doubt about it. I love that Bennington just lays there. Yeah. Yeah, eat it, sucker. It's just like, oh, no. What yeah. has happened? And then Life the, is hard on the other side, The classic it? hockey smile with the missing tooth there as well. You, you can't go wrong. That jo- You know what that joy reminded me of? It reminded me of Paul Stasny after game one in 2014. Oh, that's a good callback right there. Credit. That's, what that, due. that's what that reminds Staz me of. Staz had a hockey smile. You know, they were all like the arms and he had the big grin and that's what Kadri looked like. I don't, it's so, have you, they showed the thing, it's, it's the latest playoff goal ever scored or whatever. Yeah, UC Jokinen had one at point two. Yeah, and I don't, even regular season, I I didn't know a goal like this was actually possible. I mean, you, you think about it and it's like theoretically, right? Right, it but, could happen. Because when it happened live... Everybody around us is like freaking out, and I was just sitting there like I yeah. think it was late. Like the everyone started celebrating. I celebrated too, and then immediately I was like, "Okay, show me the clock." Yeah, like, yeah. They the showed first, about like, ten re- replays. Yeah, yeah there it was, was just no like clock. him scoring, and it was like, "Look, that's not in question. <laughs> yeah. We know he scored. <laughs> Everybody understands that took place, but did it happen in time?" And then. The clock, they showed it with the clock, and then it was like renewed hope. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then the longest review of all time took place. Craig the Berube the was NHL mad. does not have the technology to deal with hundreds of a second. It's just tenths of a second. Yeah, so uh, you can see the crowd here as, as we're about to bring it. People, uh, you, when you score with .1 seconds left, people lose their minds. That's the, the short answer here. Those are the goal so shots. That, yeah, you saw it, all 30 of them there, yeah. the goal shots that we they had. They were not a myth. Ali, <laughs> Ali Monroy confirmed not traitor a scumbag. <laughs> I, I don't know. Those shots were ready a little early. Were we drinking those even if the Avs lost this game? I'm not uh, sure. but I, I could drink a lot more. Oh, you were going to uh, pour them in the trash. Great. All right. I didn't so, get one. Those were tasty. Nobody ever pays me in goal shots. I mean, that was the (laughs) moment we were waiting for. Honestly, this... I love it when a plan comes together. Let me put it that way. Yeah. There was so much hype around this hockey game. It is so huge that they did not give them a point. Oh, that (laughs) is... It's it's so big. That is 0-1 and not 0-0-1. It's so big. Yep. 
because they have the they have the advantage over everybody. Okay. They have the tiebreaker uh, points percentage advantage that they're using to separate ties and the seeds yeah. over all of them. Over so, every team. So if they're not cleanly in last, regulation yeah. loss is huge for them because if they get if they get another one in this week then they have no chance at the first seed. Look, if the Avs finish one and the Blues finish two or three, the Avs don't play them till the conference finals. That's right. You want to you want to miss these fools. Exactly. You do. You don't like let's be real, you don't want I believe the Avs can beat them in a seven game series, yeah. but you know what? If that wants to come in round three instead of round two, I don't mind two other teams taking shots at Exactly. First. Yeah. Especially since the games are not happening at what what's their place called? Scotia? Rogers Place, I believe. That place is a house of horrors for the Avs. Yeah, I. You know what? They're. It's changed so many times. Which one are we talking about? The, the old where, rickety building. They yeah, the Blues yeah. Arena. Yeah. Oh, I don't. Yeah, I have wherever. no idea what the Blues Arena is yeah, called. It was like the Enterprise Center. Yeah, that. That's what time, I remember. The last it. time I was back in when it. Marty Brodeur played for them. Yeah. Like, did he get them that name? Probably. I know he does <laughs> the commercials <laughs> for them now. Yeah. So memories back in the day, as it were, which was what two years ago, I guess. But yeah, <laughs> it is. It is really a good thing. They don't have to deal with that mess that there's no because St. Louis is so different on the road. It's as we saw in Denver and then them in St. Louis night and day they dude. smoked the abs in St. Louis, both games. And then in Denver, the abs it's, had no problem. Took it's care a of funny. It's a funny thing, right? Because we've said before on this podcast, the abs are a team that plays off the crowd a lot. Yeah, but while they're also they, a great road team, they don't have the crowd to play off of, but they don't have a crowd working against them. Yeah, either in these buildings. Yeah, attendance I, zero. I think they were either the first or second best road team in the NHL this year. So this whole environment plays to their strength and plays against the other teams because you look at Dallas. Dallas couldn't. Dallas not very good anyway. Just period. But <laughs> needed to win at home. Vegas and St. Louis have two of the biggest home ice advantages in the league because they play so much better in front of their home crowds. The Avs great away from the Pepsi Center this year. I don't know why that is. I don't know how relevant that is after four months off, but it is what it is, and you have to think that this is good for them. And given that they're two and zero and they're looking, they're on the upswing. It's got to be hard. Good. You talked about how quickly momentum is going to happen in this bowl. Yeah. It's hard to have more than the Avs have right now. Definitely. Two W's, two close W's. This one, a, a comeback. A comeback wins. There's no no momentum booster in the world like a comeback win. And well, especially one that you finish off late like that where right. it's just. This was a game destined for overtime. Yeah, exactly. Oh. It's a downer for Blues. Thinking you're at least going to get a point, get something out of it. And it's then... a dagger. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It hurts the Blues probably more than it helps the Avs, to yeah. be honest. Because that's a heartbreaker. And their big thing is that they get. They're consistent. I actually don't know how many days off they have. I don't know what their schedule is. I The Blues, yeah, no idea. <laughs> Couldn't tell you. They get however many days off don't they have. Don't care anymore. To sit and stew <laughs> over this point one and, second yeah. loss. And yeah. they just have to own it. You got to wear that. <laughs> they so couldn't goes. score a second goal. You're not. Oh, they oh, play wow. it on Thursday. I got to stew on this yeah, one for a while. That's yeah, a, that's that's a hot minute to wait. Man, Man, life is just so hard for the Blues. Sucks to suck. What can they say? I don't know. <laughs> anyway, the Avs took the W here. I. Uh, I don't have anything. I don't have anything else to say. Well, I'm we got. Saying. I think we got. Oh, okay. Oh, so we have panelist Ryan Koningsberg on the mic. 
Yeah, you know, I think you guys have done a really good job of analyzing this. I just had one question. Are you kidding me? Like, are you freaking kidding? <laughs> First ever Avs watch party at the DNVR bar, and we get the latest goal in hockey history. Like, that is the most unbelievable outcome ever. We've been waiting since March for anything like you this, know, and, like, we needed this so bad, yeah. and we got, like, are you kidding me? I, Given all the bad luck that we've had, and, like, we've had to close this place, like, three times. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, even now we're at, like, super limited capacity. And it's, like, we, the universe the universe owed us a watch party yeah. all right. solid. Like, the first Rockies watch party, they lost 1-0. And it was, like, is this going to happen again? Now I know what it is. We have two 1-0 losses. <laughs> all right. You've heard of plenty of cursed buildings. None of that here. The DNVR bar is blessed. You heard it here first. Avs, <laughs> they're going 19 and 0 in the playoffs at the DNVR bar. The it's last happening. Thing, the last thing I have to say, so weird. The last thing I have to say is like things like this is my big take on this. Things like this happen to teams with a little bit of destiny in their blood and you oh, need yeah. a little bit of destiny to win a championship. So there's a chance we look back on this game and say, ah, that's when we knew there was a little something special I, going there. Maybe that's when you say that. AJ's been whispering in my ear yeah. since like week one, like there's something special about this team, man. I don't know what it is, but this team is just has the thing. They've got, they've, they, that's a good way to put it. The thing. They have the thing. They've got, there's, it, it, there's something undefinable about them that makes it very easy to believe that they have the DNA for this to I do guess, something special. I guess this was the confirmation that it didn't leave. They've still got it. <laughs> Still have it, baby. Still have it. Doesn't matter. They still got Nathan McKinnon. That's what matters. <laughs> That's a pretty good thing to have, Nathan McKinnon. Yeah. I do out. think we have one thing to talk about. There was a surprise in the lineup. We did not yeah, expect Tyson to see Tyson Jones did play in this Tyson, game. And he was Even really the Avs good didn't in the expect him to play because he was not in the lineup on their I'm, social media. I'm a huge fan of the fact that their social media teams still can't get their lineup correct. <laughs> uh, Evan, uh, could you give me his Corsi numbers real quick? <laughs> Plus six, minus nine. Nice. nice. <laughs> yeah. Tyson Jones had a great first period, though. Yeah, right? and I think actually all of his pluses were in the first period. That that fourth line was great in the first period, and they really fell off. And that's what happened, that all the penalties kind yeah, of... Yeah, it, takes, it really removes the flow, and then you're down one nothing for so long, you need to roll out your offensive lines. And now it's been, you know, it's, it's now been eight minutes since you've made an appearance. Yeah. And it really just sucks the life out of a line like that where you, they need to be an energy line they need to be in sort of a rhythm like everybody else for them to get out there just it, it's almost just like a random like yeah okay well we found time for you guys and it's really hard to get your footing in at that point we all assumed because that fourth line was like i mean the hype of the training camp that there was articles out there about how good the fourth line is things like that but i mean he played he came in and played well and they put him on the penalty kill so i think that's a good sign for him moving forward it definitely is, although the, the the PK rotation continues to be kind of random. Yeah, especially tonight. Yeah, I was especially the second unit it was, was all. It was weird to see Donskoy yeah. out there because he's not a guy who's really ever practiced with them much, and they just kind of throw him out there. And it's like, didn't you guys acquire Nemestikov for to do exactly this? this? <laughs> like, what? It. I mean, look, it doesn't matter how the batter gets made. The Avs took the W. It's true, man. But, um, I'm, all right, gentlemen, you tell me. Would you consider this game a close shave? 
I don't want to know where this goes. After yeah, after what happened know, on Friday, I'm yeah. good. I don't need. I don't. Please don't say certain words ever again. Well, much like the avalanche, if you have point one seconds left before entering the bedroom, Manscaped can help you out. <laughs> wow. That was. Manscaped can get you looking good, whether it be below or above the belt, baby. Head on over to manscaped.com and use code DNVR20 to save 20% off and get free shipping. Their new lawnmower 3.0 trimmer will do the job for you, whether you're shaving your beard, whether you're shaving down below the belt, chest hair, you name it, they have you covered. And they can get you smelling right, whether it be the anti-chafe deodorant, the spray-on toner, straight up regular deodorant for your pits you name it they even have breath mints all right you will be smelling it great when it comes on yeah, down we got some chaos we're watching chaos. toronto Maybe. we're watching toronto get dropped 2 yeah, to cry Columbus. about it 9-1 you know yeah. <laughs> you know who uh who isn't 9-1 for toronto anymore nazim kadri that's true playing for the abs getting the game winning goal we also of course have the DNVR Rugby now. Used to be the Colorado Raptors, now covering rugby for USA on the whole. As America has decided to host their rugby training here in Denver, down at Infinity Park Field, you can go watch the best rugby in the world. Reporter Colton Strickler going inside the locker room and keeping you up to date on all things American rugby. Head on down. Be sure to give their podcast a listen. Follow DNVR Rugby on Twitter. Do all of those amazing things. Become part of the community. He'll even help you learn rugby with 101 Podcasts if that's what you need to do. We're just one big happy family at DNVR. And tonight... We celebrate Avs with win number one that matters in the playoffs. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Much appreciated. Hope you enjoyed this Avs game as much as we did. We will be hosting watch parties at the DNVR bar going forward. So be sure when we post the links to RSVP when you get the chance because this place fills up quick. Until tomorrow, for AJ, for Evan, I'm Rudo, and we will talk to y'all next time. DNVR Avalanche with Hayfully and Rudo. DNVR Avalanche with Hayfully and Rudo. DNVR Avalanche with Hayfully and Rudo. DNVR Avalanche with Hayfully.